Let's roll it, girls. Ready to take you on a pink hue journey through the Elvis's life and music. But hey, quick heads up, we're not experts, just Elvis-loving gals having a blast in the pink Cadillac. Our info might have a funky beat, but it's all about the fun, not the perfection. Picture us dancing in the back seat, sharing Elvis tales, interviews, and good vibes. Join our sisterhood of fans, share your Elvis stories, and let's roll together. So buckle up, because with Elvis in the pink Cadillacs, every journey is an adventure. Hello. Hi guys, <laughs> welcome to this episode of Elvis and the Pink Elvis. Cadillacs. It's going to be this a special is, one. This is an emotional ride today. This is very endearing, sentimental, and just very, very filled with Elvis today. I mean, we are sensing him. We're bringing in his presence because we are releasing this on August 16th, and that is a very tragic day for most of us. So we wanted to enlighten this podcast with two of the best people to enlighten and bring his spirit back for us today. Yes, today we are having on Angie Marchese and Alicia Dean. Guys, this is a mm-hmm. dream come true for us. We look up to these two lovely women so much. They spend every single day making sure Graceland functions the way it does. They put on the events mm-hmm. for us. Angie takes care of all the archives. Yes. Like This is a dream come true for us, and we didn't think we wouldn't want to celebrate Elvis any other way. Um, Truly. It was important for us to release an episode on August 16th. I especially think that this this day, this year, is so much more emotional than last year, um, especially for me because I was a huge fan last year at this time, but I felt like I have learned so much more about him this year than I knew last year, and it just I just feel like it's going to be 10 times more emotional because – I could speak for both Victory and I. We just miss him so much. And we dedicate a huge part of our lives to him. So um, we just thought this would be special. We wanted to do this for you all. So Very special. And we are just giving the most gratitude to Angie and Alicia for coming on and spending such a busy week. Because right now we are in the middle of Elvis week. Um, last night, Cody Deonath won he the Ultimate Elvis Tribute. The Ultimate Elvis <laughs> Tribute, guys, of he 2023. did it. We are so proud of Cody. We, we are. all have no idea. Like We were crying when we found out. Yeah. Um. Seriously, guys, if you have not listened to episodes one, episode <laughs> three, part one and two of our interview with Cody, Seriously, go listen. I'm not saying this because we want you to listen to another episode. I'm genuinely saying this because Cody goes in depth into his story of why of being an Elvis tribute artist and his festivals and like the explaining the ultimate and what it feels like to perform in the ultimate. Like it is truly it makes him winning like him winning was already special but once you know his story it makes it him winning 10 times more special. So yes, go listen. Um, Part one of that episode is on youtube by the time you hear this part two will already be up on youtube as well if you cannot watch on spotify or listen on apple Mm podcast so 
We're putting it on all channels for you guys we to are. watch and listen. Easy so access, easy access. Um, and it's mm-hmm. also just going to make you appreciate audit, also ETAs as well. I know a lot of mm-hmm. us are just confused on what the heck is an ETA and Elvis should be artist. And he goes into the foundation of what it is, what it is to qualify for that competition and how intense it is. It's not just yeah. I can sing like Elvis and I go up on stage and I win. There's mm-hmm. training, years of training to get to this part. And just for him to be under Graceland now and just to have the honor to be the ultimate Elvis tribute artist of 2023 we are just so proud of you cody truly truly cody amazing job you did Mm -hmm. it and we are so proud of you and we are so happy that you have become one of our dear friends recently so congratulations yes Yes. Yes, we were texting him the whole time it was just it was so emotional but Mm -hmm. um with this being elvis week we are so excited to announce our guest of the day we so, are so victory yes. take it away with our first guest we are so excited to introduce our guest today allow me to introduce angie marchese a name that resonates deeply within the world of music and pop culture with the passion of preserving musical leg- legacies and an unwavering commitment to honoring an iconic figure angie marchese has become a prominent figure herself she is renowned for her instrumental role in curating and managing the graceland archives the official of elvis presley's life and career Yes, we are so excited to have Angie on today, and I'm mm-hmm. going to introduce Alicia. Um, Alicia Dean, she is a dynamic presence at the forefront of events and marketing with the realm of Elvis Presley. With a fusion of creativity and strategic insight, Alicia Dean holds the pivotal role of orchestrating and promoting captivating events that honor Elvis's enduring legacy. Like we said earlier, without mm-hmm. these two, I feel like Graceland would not run as smoothly as it yes. does. Um, and we just want to thank them so much again for coming on within their busy schedule, especially during Elvis week. Like that's yes. wild. Seriously, thank um, you. And for just putting in all the work you do at Graceland because mm-hmm. it does not go unnoticed from the fans. It does I can not promise at all. you that. We mm-hmm. we commend you so much. So without further ado. Angie and Alicia. Enjoy, guys. Ladies, oh, welcome to cool. Elvis and the Pink Cadillacs. Hello, oh, we're you. so happy to have you. Hey. So we have Angie and Alicia with us from uh-huh. Graceland. Um Guys, thank you for making time out of your busy schedule. It is Elvis week. How is Elvis week going? Um, I'm not I don't sure even... what day it is. <laughs> it is July. Exactly. It's hot. It's... Yes, I mean, but we're. I'm having a great time. I mean, again, I'm, I'm generally not sure what the actual day is. It's Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I'm not sure. But Elvis week is, is off to a great start. And I mean, truly, we're having a lot of fun. The fans are having a lot of fun. There's always so much going on. You can literally touch down in Memphis. And no matter what time of day it is, you're going to either meet meet a new friend or you're going to have a a great event to go to there's just always something going on and i think elvis week is a total of nine days so there's something for everybody and again you can either come in at the front end of the week or the back end of the week and i promise you you're you're, you're gonna enjoy yourself <laughs> oh my goodness well let me formally introduce you to sunday it is sunday ladies yes oh, oh, no, thank you, you. thank you <laughs> that reminder sunday <laughs> amazing well again thank you guys so much it is seriously an honor Mm -hmm. to have you on um when we first started this podcast uh we were like it would be amazing to have angie and alicia on and to have you guys on within a month of us being here is beautiful so thank you again thank Um, you i know thanks for asking yeah Yeah. this is gonna be fun yeah of course so first (laughs) 
I feel like everyone is always interested in like your guys's stories like when they think Graceland I feel like they think like Angie and Alicia because you guys are always like doing interviews like Alicia you're putting on events Angie archives like people know you so how did you both like get started like how did you come to Graceland what brought you here well Angie I'm gonna go first because I don't want to follow you so okay go ahead (laughs) um I actually started in 2007 I was technically hired as an intern. So I was really only supposed to be here till about September, 2007. And uh, here I am uh, 16 years later. So I started, it was the 30th anniversary in the marketing department, working solely alongside of uh, our team that was focused on public relations at the time. And uh, yeah, it just kind of happened really organically. Um, I, I had just graduated from college and I didn't have a plan and uh, being a, I, I'm from Memphis, so born and raised okay. and amazing. my mom actually knew someone that worked, worked here, still works here. And they said, you know, there's an internship at Graceland. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll give it a shot. And here I am. So it's, uh, it's been one of those <laughs> things that, you know, I truly believe that everything happens for a reason. And I'm, I'm, I'm still here all these years later. <laughs> that is wonderful. What a ride. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Alicia, it's September for you. It's May for me of 1989. Wow. I started as a tour guide. Um, born and raised in Florida. My dad's job transferred him to Memphis when I was 15. And being from Florida, if you move out of the state of Florida, your life is completely over because <laughs> you don't need anything out of the state of Florida. Yeah. You know, anyway, so my first weekend here, my dad took me to Graceland and I knew who Elvis was because of my mom was a big fan. So Elvis music was played in my house. And I remember the day he died only because I remember we were in my mom's car and it must have come over the radio. And I remember her pulling over and she was crying and she told me that Elvis had died. And she says, my reply was, that means I get no new records. And I was like, yeah, basically. Um, But yeah, so I started working here the summer of 89 as a tour guide. I was one of 128 tour guides that summer. And there were 13 of us that were named Angie, Angie, Angela, or Angel. So, (laughs) oh my gosh, that's a lot. I'm I'm the only one left. (laughs) Oh my gosh. What an honor. (laughs) I know. Yeah. Um, So I tour guide for uh, six years before moving to the archives department and doing um, basically started doing data entry in the archives. And, you know, been doing that now. What's 34 minus six is 28 years. Wow. Yeah. So. Wow. I basically get paid to play with Elvis's stuff. That's kind of my that's kind of (laughs) my dream. What a dream. The perfect tagline, honestly. That's my my housewife's tagline if we ever did a housewives program. Yeah. Memphis housewives. Yes, exactly. (laughs) I I honestly we can patent it now. We can actually start releasing soon. Yes. Season one coming next week. Oh my gosh. We'll be there. We'll be there. So um, actually so cool, Angie, yeah. how you didn't start in the archives. You started as a tour guide, which I is know. how many tour guides do you guys have now? Do you still have that many? No, we average around 40 tour guides that we keep on staff okay, full cool. time. Um, yeah. In the summer, we, you know, we have a lot of high school and college kids that come and work out. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so sweet. I mean, could, could up to about 50 or 60. But okay. yeah, we had to, we had so many back in the day because we were still doing verbal tours. Mm-hmm. And so when you came into the house, every room, there was a tour guide in every room. 
And so we had to have that many people wow. just to make the rotations work and yeah. things like that. Yeah. Well, I will, I will say I had an amazing tour guide when I went and, um, amazing job to you. You're training them. Well, he was so great. His name is Brian. And, um, mm -hmm. he was, he was really, yeah. it, it was early in the morning and he was making jokes and a lot of people in my group weren't awake yet. So I was making sure to like interact with him. So I was like, yeah. I feel so bad, <laughs> but he did a great job. So kudos to Brian. I will let I Brian know that. next time I see him. Yes. One day, one day I'll make it out there. But um, <laughs> so what was that first Elvis moment for the both of you that made you a fan? Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, let me think about what? Angie. Do you have a do you have a moment? You know, I actually remember it's before I even moved to Memphis. I can remember the 10th anniversary because it was covered on TV. And that summer I was a live-in nanny for someone and oh, wow. we would, yeah. And I remember that the kids were sleeping and this is Elvis was on. And I don't think I ever had watched it before. And for some reason at the very end, I just felt like this is somebody I knew and oh. I was just drawn into the story and I felt so sad about it. You know, it just really, and then I just remember when I first came to Graceland, it was kind of like that full circle moment from that time when I wow. saw it in 87, that yes. I actually got here and I'm like, oh yeah, this is real. This is, this is the real thing. That's crazy. As a yeah. living nanny too. What a, like, <laughs> yeah. what a random moment to come exactly. across that. <laughs> and well, it's funny because now when, you know, I've been here so long that people are like, oh, at the 10th anniversary, I said, I actually wasn't here for that, but I remember it. CNN was covering it. I yeah. remember it, but I That's wasn't here. Crazy. Yeah, crazy. I think for me would have to be, even though I'm born and raised here, my mom being the massive Elvis fan that she is, she actually grew up in this neighborhood in Whitehaven and would wow. walk down the you know sidewalks and like peer over the, the walls and the gates just to try to see Elvis. I mean, you know, Elvis was always in my household, but I was just kind of like, oh, my mom likes it, whatever. Um, and I think for me is when I first started, again, going back to the 30th anniversary, and Angie will remember this so vividly well, candlelight night that night, that year, um, we had, I mean, it had to have been hundreds of thousands of people that were in the streets on Elvis Presley Boulevard for the candlelight vigil. And I remember specifically my job being on the public relations side, we were instructed to like, okay, we're going to get candlelight started. And then you're going to go home and you're going to sleep. And then you're going to come back around like four in the morning to handle. We were doing live coverage with, I think, Good Morning America. And wow. I didn't really know what to expect when I got back and nothing had changed. Like the, it was the same amount of people and we had to actually like cut the line off for the vigil because we had to run tours at nine in the morning. And seeing that amount of people, I kind of thought, I have never in my life seen anything like this. I mean, being 22 going, how is this possible for this guy? I, it, until that moment, it kind of hit me that, okay, this is something uh, really unique and special. And, you know, talking about being a fan, we're very much appreciators is what we call them. Um, you know, obviously our offices are filled with Elvis because he's our number one guy. Um, but you know, we just have this massive appreciation for what he does and we're, we're protectors, uh, to a point, you know, so, um, we're not like your average, you know, fan per se, because we have like a, a loyalty and a, and a job to do. Um, yeah. but you have to love 
him and you have to love the man and you have to love this place um, to really do your job really well. That's at least what I think. So. <laughs> I agree. That's beautiful. No, completely, completely agree. Because you guys are carrying this to the next generation and preserving in a time capsule, this beautiful little bubble that will forever remain Graceland for people to come and years and years and years to visit mm -hmm. it as it was. So that's mm -hmm. a hard job and we commend you for that. Yes. <laughs> it's um, hard, but you know, it's fun. I mean, it is, it's a lot yes. of fun. You know, I mean, I, I say this almost every day, if you can't laugh and, you know, smile and enjoy yourself, then you're not doing it right. You're, you're just not. I mean, because not only are we in, you know, hospitality and tourism, but we're in entertainment. I mean, we're here mm -hmm. to entertain and make people happy. And if you can't be happy with that, then yeah, you got to go work somewhere else yes. because it, it truly is a place of happiness and joy. And it's, it, it kind of, and Angie will, I know, agree with what I'm about to say, but especially during Elvis week, when the fans come here and we start to make relationships with the people who come year after year after year and you see the joy in their faces, it reignites that spark in us because we're, mm -hmm. you know, Elvis week is tough. It's we're working, you know, 14 hour days and you just get tired and hungry and sweaty. And that can sometimes put you in a bad mood. But when you see these people having a great time and they're smiling and they're just so happy to be here and fans are coming up and hugging you, you're like, mm -hmm. yeah, I remember why I do this now. Yeah, yes. exactly. Exactly. And I want I want you both to know that like it, it doesn't go unnoticed what yeah. you guys do like um becoming a fan from the movie and just like being on social media and I I grew most of my my stuff on TikTok like people notice like what mm -hmm. you guys do like your guys's name was thrown around all the time on like comments and just like and now being on Instagram so like just seriously like thank you for your dedication yes. because it does not go unnoticed and um everyone wants Graceland to be like, it's such a sacred place. They yes. want it to be preserved. Like it was Elvis's home. And so, um, just thank you. No, seriously, Aww, you're welcome. Yeah. I, know. I know. I know. It's, it's, it's so funny because we get to do so many things and there's so many fun things yeah. we do here. We forget about them sometimes. And it's yeah. like somebody will send you a clip of something or they'll come up. Well, remember when you did this? And it's like, oh, we did that. Didn't oh, yeah. We? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All the time, all the time. All the time. I mean, we could, we could tell stories. That's why I'm like, I hate that we don't have all the time in the world to give to you. Cause we could just tell stories and stories and stories, especially yes. just between me and Angie. And I mean, there's stories <laughs> no. that she has beyond me and you know, it's just, it really is a life changing place and it's mm -hmm. hard to put into words if you've never been here. Um, but once you do come here and you've spent some time, you, you start to understand what we're talking about. Yes. And, um, we would love to invite you to come back on in the future yes. when you guys do have more time, because we know oh, yeah. that, um, love we it. could ask you a thousand more questions. Yes. <laughs> Even the fan questions we had, it was so hard to pick from, I know. from there. So yeah. I had a lot of great questions. We so had a limit ladies, through. You are welcome <laughs> back literally anytime on this podcast. Don't you worry. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank yeah, you. of course. So I, talking like about the next generation, actually, um, mm -hmm. we just have one question about the movie. What was your guys' thoughts when you heard that there was going to be an Elvis movie by Baz Luhrmann, first of all? Because it, obviously there's a ton of Elvis movies. A lot of people, right. you know, um, make Elvis films. Um, and how do you feel about how it's changed Graceland today? Because I know you guys have probably seen a, a little bit of a change. 
Yeah. We I mean, for me, it was a, I mean, it was a pinch me moment. It was a truly <laughs> pinch me moment because I, my favorite movies of all time are Moulin Rouge and yes. the great Gatsby and, <laughs> yes. I, and Romeo and Juliet. And I just thought there's no way I'm getting this lucky to get an Elvis movie with Baz Luhrmann. Like, I just thought there's absolutely no way. And just to know, and I mean, Angie can definitely speak to how much time and care Baz put into this project is is really it just makes your heart happy because again like you said there's been tons of projects and people you know spend you know a few years maybe working on something but baz he put his whole heart and soul into this yes. and it truly was a love letter to elvis presley and and definitely a marketing tool that we could never pay for um, mm -hmm. And so just to have other people outside of our world that make such an impact on, you know, movies and pop culture to have them love our guy like we do, I'm just, it's beyond words to me. So, and I mean, like I said, Angie can definitely speak to the, the TLC that Baz put into the research. So, yeah, it was crazy. I mean, I can remember then first time that Baz was here visiting and he had never been to Graceland. And he was just taking every word, everything that, you know, I was showing him and he was asking just so many questions, just so wanted to just, you clinging, know, you could, just like yeah, clinging on yeah, to mm -hmm. everything. And it was just, it was a surreal moment at that point. But then again, it also was kind of like, oh yeah, you know, cause we've been down this road before and you know, we always get disappointed, but we were like, had this like this is going to be different this feels different mm -hmm. you know but still kind of you know a little hesitant at first but then Baz is like I'm going to be back and I'm going to do research here and we're like okay and when he came back and literally lived in the archives for almost a month that's when it was like <sighs> we were making binders for him to do research in and he would take notes and we would get calls in the middle of the afternoon. Hey, what about this date? What about this? What does this happen? And then you would see him after tours were over, just kind of sitting out in the back part of the property. Just, and I can't imagine what he was thinking, but just taking it all in because every scene of that movie was filmed in Australia. That's, None yes. of it was filmed here at Graceland, but he was able to be so inspired by not only Graceland, but Memphis and the South and Elvis's story to be able to recreate every aspect in a country that is all the way around the world from here. And then Austin uh, cannot talk enough great things about that kid. He right, is so right. special to us and so sweet. And literally he, like Lisa said, he got it right, you know? And Lisa's probably the hardest critic of anything. Well, sure, yeah. And yeah. I think when we heard she was about to see the first run of the movie, we all were like, okay, we have to see what she's going to say. Yeah. You know, yeah. this is mm -hmm. going to be, this, this is, this is the turning point here. Which way is this going to go? And, and when I'll she tell you, we were kind of the same. We were, we, <laughs> we were, were the same way. We were the same yeah. way. Cause I mean, you know, obviously everybody has a different perspective, but mm -hmm. in my thought process was, okay, big Baz Luhrmann fan. I know his movies, they're dark. And I thought, yeah. you know, there's no telling how he could go down this road. What stories is he going to tell? You know, you can mm -hmm. only spend so much time, you know, on a movie and 
the, the duration because Elvis's life obviously was so extensive. So yeah. what's he going to focus on? And when we all saw it, I think we all went, <sighs> yeah, it was like a sigh yeah, of it was relief. Beautiful. Like we were just yeah. such like sigh of relief. Um, and I, same thing for probably Lisa too. Mm-hmm. And I mean, my husband actually laughed at me because of course <laughs> I worked really closely with the team and I knew that they were going to use the 77 footage because I got it to them. So I knew it was going to come and play somewhere. And literally I'm in the theater with him watching it. And I didn't, cause I didn't get to see it when it was here doing the press junket. Cause we were too busy working <laughs> during the press junket to actually watch it. Mm-hmm. So it was right after that. I saw it for the first time, but when they cut from Austin to Elvis in the 77 footage, <laughs> I, yeah. I cried. Yeah. And my yes. husband looked at me, he goes, you know how this ends and you worked on this. I said, yeah, but let me, let me have oh, a moment, please. I guess. Yeah. Seriously. Angie, Angie, you're the reason all of our hearts broke in the theater. So thank, <laughs> I you. Know. thank you for that. It is. Oh my gosh. I, no. can, I feel like I'm at the point of when I watch the movie, if I'm going to cry, it's either during the, if I can dream scene, cause that scene just always moves me mm-hmm. or without a doubt the ending from austin to elvis i know yeah unwell completely unwell um yeah the movie changed so many of our lives a lot of us wouldn't be here in this community without the movie Mm -hmm. and i'm just so so grateful that baz like because like you said alicia like he puts so much into his projects he's not just like giving movies out like he it takes him years to Mm -hmm. make a movie and when you think of his movies like Great Gatsby, it's just so like the spectacle is so big and just I knew it was gonna be good when the opening the literally the opening oh. the jewels the jewels opening. Yes. I was like, this is my type of movie. This is gonna be amazing. Yep. I know it is. Mm-hmm. And I just sat in that seat and I just felt magic and I had no idea. I was like, I don't know what's happening, but like I'm feeling things and I'm just like my boyfriend's sitting next to me and I'm like, I'm like singing in the chair. Like, I don't know what's going on. And just like it, it, the movie was so spectacular. And um, yeah, I can just imagine how Graceland has, there's been so many younger fans I can imagine that go I, there now. And actually this week, the people that we've been seeing, like, I'm going, oh my gosh, like you've got teenagers, you've got little kids. I mean, it, it, it truly is mind blowing. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously you would put the two and two together. Like after seeing the, the film, you go, yeah, you've definitely got kids um, that want to come and they love Elvis now. And a direct reflection of that is I can say we have a Graceland performing arts camp uh, that we, we run, we've been doing this since 2018 and it's, and it's been great. Like every year, you know, I would say, uh, not this past year, but the year before we had 40 campers and we were like, awesome. Oh. This is amazing. Um, this year after the movie came out, we had to cut the numbers off. We completely doubled our numbers. We had 80 campers and was like, we oh, can't take any more. And we did not spend a dime in marketing. Not wow. one dime. Wow. And wow. I just said, there's your proof. There's yeah. I mean, even, and- even walking around Elvis week, I mean, there's so many younger fans that are here mm-hmm. that are taking all of this in. It's like, it makes me feel younger for sure. <laughs> being able to walk around. Or does but, it make you feel older? Cause you remember how you were. At that oh my age gosh. I'm living vicariously through them. So I'm feeling younger, hopefully, but yeah, well, but it's amazing. The young fans that are here and then the older fans that are embracing them. I mean, mm-hmm, because they're yeah. all here for the same reason. Yeah, they might have got here a different way, but they're here for the same reason. And it's great. And I was just going to make a note about, you know, 
again, Baz Luhrmann and their whole process, you know, even thinking about the music in the movie, like wanting to bring in these, these young, you know, hip pop artists to do music that's going into this film. They also had that mindset of like, mm -hmm. we are trying to reach a younger, you know, demographic. We didn't have to tell him that, like you would have thought, right. oh, they collaborated on this absolutely not it's something that was in baz's mind it was like we just synced up and we're on the same page and that's why it was such a beautiful thing that you know he's going i want to help continue this legacy and that's where you know it almost brings me to tears to you know see again outside people who are wanting the same vision as as us and you yeah. know even the two of you are just like that you are wanting to help carry on the legacy and that's where i you know massive shout out to you guys for wanting Thank to you, you know bring other people to Elvis just like we do. No, I could cry. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, yeah. No, that that means a lot because that's that's honestly what mm -hmm. why we started this whole thing and yeah. is because we love Elvis. We're all here for one person. We're all here because we love one person. Um, and mm -hmm. this community is amazing. So, yeah. Truly. And it's so funny because none of us ever met him. He right. still has, I... and none of us, but he none still has his impact on our <laughs> lives. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, Victory know. and I were, we always talk about how we know him only in 2D. We yes. only know yep. him through photos, videos, magazines, books. We have never seen Elvis mm -hmm. in, in human being for him. <laughs> it's hard to picture like someone, yeah. him standing in front of someone. I'm like, oh. there's no way. There's no, oh, no. way. No. Him perceiving yeah. me? Absolutely not. I can't <laughs> think about that. No, thank you. Right. <laughs> Well, it just makes you realize, like, those girls went crazy for a reason, right? Oh, like, yeah. you know, people went oh, crazy. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Like, I remember when I went to my first ETA concert. And again, that's, like, the closest thing we will ever experience. Absolutely. And I remember me mm -hmm. and my best friend were sitting in those seats, and we were at Cody's um, ETA festival in Mount Dora mm -hmm. here. And I was sitting there, and all of a sudden, someone comes out. I think it was Alex Mitchell, and he was up on stage. And I screamed, like, the girls in Baz's film when they first, when he was first <laughs> at the Hayride. I was like, ah! <laughs> my best friend and my husband looked over at me and he's like you good i was like i don't think so <laughs> i will never be the same again no, no, never 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 i, was like, nope. I can only imagine if that was like actually elvis i was like <laughs> amazing well and that just goes to show i mean hats off to you know all these elvis tribute artists right i mean yeah that is the that is the biggest point you could ever say. I always say this about these guys that they are the tangible, mm -hmm. living, breathing thing that is the closest thing to Elvis. And I mean, there's there's so many that you know we work with, and then there's so many that are you know just out there in the world. And I'm going, this is this is a true phenomenon. And again, it's hard to explain to someone unless you've been to a show or you understand what this world is, but they are the guys who are passing that on um, yeah. in such a magnificent way to be able to get on stage and perform. And that's no easy task either. No. I mean, I can't imagine no, trying oh to get gosh. up there and, and impersonate the most attractive man who's ever walked the earth, plus the most talented human, you know? So yes. kudos to them. I, I definitely have uh, mad respect for these guys. Yes. I, don't we all? Yes. Well, with that, um, with the next generation coming up, how are you hoping that we carry out his legacy to the most fullest potential that we possibly can? I guess I hope that through, if it's the movie or through the things we do here at Graceland, that we're able to inspire the next generation to fall in love with the man that we know, 
not just the icon, not just the legend, but everything about Elvis that we share here at Graceland and that you guys um, see what we see and are able to carry that torch on to the next generation. Because well, that's... And, you know, what's interesting, and this is something that Angie definitely, um, you know, put together here uh, is our icons exhibit that's over in Elvis Presley's Memphis. You know, that is a true testimony. You know, if, you, if you're not familiar, the icons uh, exhibition, I will say um, in a formal, formal way, um, <laughs> is, is a display of celebrities, musicians, uh, you know, people in pop culture that have been influenced by Elvis. And you have everybody from Dwayne The Rock Johnson to Dolly Parton, um, you know, to uh, Carrie Underwood. I mean, all of these immaculate musicians, they all have been influenced by Elvis. And so talking about the next generation, I hope that the next Taylor Swift, the next Harry Styles, mm -hmm. they, they discover who Elvis is and in being inspired by him and, you know, change music forever. I mean, cause that's what Elvis did. So if you're looking at it from the true next generation, hopefully, you know, in 20 years, Angie and I will be, you know, talking and going, Hey, remember when so-and-so came to tour and they were like 10 and yeah. now they're selling out arenas. I mean, like oh, that to me gosh. would just like yeah. make my heart flutter. So, yes. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like Bruno Mars, Bruno yes, Mars. Exactly. Perfect yes. example. I can, I was a tour guide when Bruno's dad would bring him to Elvis week, little four-year-old kid in his wow. gold lame suit, walking oh through the goodness. tour with his little curled lip and talking in the Elvis voice, everything. And literally it was the cutest thing in the world. And then on the other hand, we're looking at him like, oh, that poor kid, that parent's making him do that. You know, it was like, no, but he wanted to do it, you yes. know? And so it's so funny because then fast forward to, gosh, what year was that that he came, Alicia? Last time he played Memphis. Um, I, I swear it was like 2018. Something like that. 2016, somewhere in there. He, he got off the shuttle and I told him, I said, I remember when you were a four-year-old kid and he looked at me and he goes, I haven't grown much since. And I'm like, no, you haven't really. Please being honest. <laughs> yeah, basically. Oh my God. He was, was great. I mean, he was just, great. It was so great. amazing. And it's amazing to see Graceland and see Elvis through like his eyes because yes, he was a kid, but Elvis was so influential mm -hmm. on who he became and what he does on stage and how he treats his fans. And it's just, it was amazing to see that journey and to be able to like you said, see people who are here and then the next time they perform, they might, you know, do a nod to an Elvis song or right. mention that they've, you know, I've been to Graceland. If you guys haven't been, you guys need to go, you know, it's always great when there's a concert here in town and the artist has come through tour and then you go to that show that night. And within the first 15 minutes of their dialogue, they're talking about, I spent time at Graceland today and it was, you know, and this yes. one's for Elvis and stuff like that. Oh. So I'll it's never forget really amazing. Uh, Justin Bieber came and performed. This was, I don't know, Angie, probably what, 10 years ago or something. And yeah, he, he left tickets at will call for Elvis. Mm -hmm. You know, people save seats for Elvis for at Elvis. their shows. I mean, and that, mm -hmm. that really, you know, again, we're, we're so in it and we see this, we're, I mean, every single day. Right. But it's things like that, that you go, that's really cool. Like that's yes. really that awesome. Is, and yes. again, that just goes back to the influence and, like I said, I hope that there's going to be that future generation of, you know, musicians and actors and, you know, all these artists um, in the world that, and not even just, you know, I mean, I'm talking about like even 
painters and yes. uh, even people who work on work on homes have that influence of Elvis in in their art form that are that will change you know pop culture because I say that in the sense of like okay you're decorating your house and you're putting lightning bolts in your wallpaper and you're you're you know you love the color blue because Elvis did you know so it's little mm -hmm. things like that that really we we see and we hear and we pick up on and it really kind of makes you smile. Yeah. Yes. I because literally that. Elvis is everywhere. He oh, honestly yes. is. He's yes. everywhere. I yes. have that moment all the time. I'm I know. like, this is Elvis coded. This is Elvis coded. Like, yep. this is all because of Elvis. <laughs> I know. Yep. Yep. Oblivious. It was oblivious until I started noticing everywhere. Like, even at my job, he's there. And I'm like, what the heck? And <laughs> once you notice here. it, you'll never unnotice yeah. it. Right. He's everywhere. Yeah. And here we are, mm -hmm. like, 46 years later, he didn't think he would be remembered. And, um, I know look at look at him yeah. now so it's wild it's it is um this is actually this is a question that i'm really interested to hear um it's kind of more towards angie but i would love to hear your take too alicia what is something of elvis's that you wish the archives had but it's lost or someone else has it oh i so, have one <laughs> go ahead like, go, go. Alicia. Go. Go. Well, my, well mine's i mean you could probably talk for hours about it um, yeah. and i asked angie about it it's that lion necklace that's oh. you know that yes. that lion's head necklace and okay. i think it's because elvis is in this cool picture correct me if i'm wrong but he's got the sunglasses mm -hmm. you know on and he's kind of like making this look and i was like that yep. necklace and only because i love the necklace and i kind of <laughs> want one for myself so. <laughs> but that was, that's mine yeah so you know i have the the fortunate uh job that i'm actually able to go get things when yeah, things okay, come up yeah. yes. you know and I think probably the one thing that we've acquired back to the collection, um, that's probably my baby is the white piano. Um, oh that's in the Beautiful. music room now. I can remember when Joel called and he goes, do you know the history of this? It was during Elvis week. So it was in an auction on eBay. It was going to charity and it kind of went under the radar because there was so much other stuff going on mm -hmm. that no one really was paying attention to it. And I told Joel the whole history behind it. I said, yes, that piano's changed hands. It went from this person to this person. And I think it's in California right now. And he goes, are you stalking the piano? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, kind of, sort of. Oh my um, gosh. But because the way the auction ran, it was like that Sunday, right after Elvis week it was over is when the auction was over. And I remember I was sitting at home and Joel was texting me and he goes, if I buy you the piano, are you going to go be able to go pick it up? And I said, I will, I will leave right now if you buy me this piano. <laughs> oh my gosh. She was ready. Yeah, I was ready to go. And literally that night I got a text. He goes, it's yours. I need you to book a flight tomorrow. And so I went to California and I was there less than 24 hours, flew wow. in, rented the car, went and examined the piano, verified the serial numbers and photo match everything that I could to make sure that it was the piano and then the shippers came picked it up and brought it back here to Memphis and Alicia could tell you this because we did put it in the music room right after Christmas lighting was when we redid the room and I was sitting there and I was doing an interview for our in-house guy about it and it literally was Christmas day for me it really was you would have thought that I had oh. just gotten the biggest Christmas present ever i'm like isn't she pretty and i kept looking <laughs> oh over my, my shoulder gosh. at it you know? going, oh my gosh she's so pretty but there is um i said there's a few things out there in the world that we've 
heard of. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for a fact that Gladys kept a scrapbook of Elvis, yes. newspaper clippings and things like that. Um, when we first cataloged her, her room before we opened it for tours after Delta mm-hmm. had passed, we were in her closet and I was going through this old wicker trunk and there was records and magazines, just, just stuff in there. And I found this shoe box and in the shoe box, there were all of these like snapshots, family photos. Um, that's where I found the, um, photo booth photos of Elvis in the fifties. He's got on the gray jacket, the white shirt. And the first one he's got a tie on and the next picture the ties off. And then the third one, he's got his collar turned up. Yeah. <laughs> um, and his graduation program and tassel were in that box. So very much a oh, lot of fa- family things that Gladys saved. Yeah. But we always had heard about this scrapbook. It was a green scrapbook that she kept all the newspaper clippings in. And if the fans sent her pictures, she would put them in the scrapbook because, you know, the best way to get to Elvis is to get to his mom. You get mm-hmm. mom, you get the guy. Mm-hmm. So um, anyways, but after Gladys passed away, that scrapbook disappeared. And we've heard that it's in a private collection. It's never come up for auction. No one's ever contacted us about it. But I still hold out hope someday that that scrapbook will make its way back to Graceland someday. Wow. I've actually heard about the scrapbook, too. So if you're listening to this and you have the scrapbook, please reach out to Angie. I yes, know, please, please, please. ASAP. We could do we could do it anonymously if you want. Nobody, you know, no one has to know no or anything. No one has to know. No, no one has to know. Just drop it off. Yeah. Just, just, just here's a package. I know, but we'll drop it off for you. Just drop it off. So that's the one thing that is that I would love to see. Just because it's such a I mean, I can remember how I felt when we were going through her things and it was really like a mom looking at looking at her son through a mom's eyes. And so I could just imagine going through yeah. the scrapbook and looking at it from that perspective. All right. So one of my final questions is I am a horseback rider. I love everything horses. I own four of my own. And when I found out that Elvis Presley loved horses and Priscilla and everyone, and they rode there, I had so many questions about the stables. So okay. can you explain the horses on the property? What are the horses doing there? Are they rescues? How are you guys carrying out the legacy of the love for the horses there? Can you just explain more about the stables in general? So the stables were actually, or the barn, as I call it, was actually the first building finished on property when the Moors built Graceland. And that was because Mr. Moore, um, he had a herd of prized cows. He had cattle auctions here and he had a bull that he had to keep happy. And so the bull lived in the stables and the stables also had air conditioning before the house did. They had movie theater air conditioning to keep the bull happy. Okay. So, <laughs> bougie bowl. Oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> um, when Elvis bought Graceland, there were horses that were already here on property. There was a donkey. There was a, so there was already a menagerie of animals that were here that kind of came with the property. And so Elvis, Elvis always was an animal lover. Um, from his gift to give, almost kind of like his love language was puppies and dogs. He bought a dog for Anita Wood. He gave his mom a dog. I, so he just was always, you know, had a kind heart towards animals. But he especially loved being out at the barn. Um, so when he was filming Flaming Star, he got thrown from a horse. And once you get thrown from a horse, it can be a little scary. So mm-hmm. there was a period of time that, yeah, there were a few horses on property, but they really weren't like Elvis wasn't actively riding them or anything like that until the Christmas of 66, when he bought Priscilla a quarter horse named Domino. 
And then they got Jerry Schilling's girlfriend, Sandy, a horse so that Priscilla had someone to ride with because Elvis wasn't riding yet again. And then him and Jerry would watch the girls go out and see how much fun they were having that Elvis decided that it was time to, no pun intended, but get back up on the horse and go find one for himself. And after searching, that's where he found Rising Sun. But the great thing about the barn is it shows you who Elvis was as not the icon, but just the normal guy, you know, because he carried the check in his wallet. And when he found Rising Sun, you could you could see the checks folded in threes. And he was able to pull the check out, write it out for $3,000 and give it to the gentleman who owned the horse and buy the horse right then and there. But he must have carried that check around for a week or two waiting for the right horse. And but once Elvis got into something, he was in it 120 percent. It was not just a horse for Priscilla and for him. It was a horse for every member of the entourage, because if Elvis was riding horses, then everybody was riding horses. And then they had the ranch, which is about 20 minutes from here, Circle G. And that's mm -hmm. where a lot of the love and care for the horses first started. Once they sold the ranch, all of that ended up back here at Graceland. And then, you know, Elvis was so into it that he was doing research and reading books about horses. And it's like, if you ride a horse for X amount of time, then you have to walk him afterwards. You can't just get off of him and let him be. And so the, remember this story, Jerry had told it, told it is that Elvis was riding sun up and down the front pasture for like 45 minutes. Sun was sweating, everything like that. Elvis gets off of him and Elvis starts walking him for another 45 minutes because he thought you had to walk him for as long as you oh. rode him. <laughs> but, you know, Elvis, he was trying to be a good dad and take oh. care of the horses. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, him going back to the barn is probably one of my favorite stories because he would go back there and he could just be him. And he was grooming the horses and he was putting them in their stalls and making sure that their tack was taken care of and that they had everything that they needed. And it really was an escape for him. And when I'm back at the barn, I can kind of feel that because you're on property, but you're not. It's mm -hmm. just, yeah. it's like a little oasis in the middle of yes. Graceland. And when I started working here, we still had five of the original horses wow. that were here. Um, Rising Sun passed away in 84. Okay. And the golden Palomino that was in the pasture when I started was Sun's Reflection, which was a descendant of Rising Sun. Okay. And um, obviously, I've been here so long that I've seen all of those horse, those horses pass. But horses were always been a big part of Graceland. So it was both Priscilla and Lisa's objective to keep horses here on property. It kind of keeps Graceland alive. Um, yeah. And so the horses we have now are all part of a rescue program that both Lisa was and Priscilla is still heavily involved in. So we've awesome. got um, Tucker, which is the Golden Palomino. We've got a uh, bandit who we've had since bandit was just a baby. Uh, I think we got bandit and he was not even like 24 months old, just very tiny. Um, and he's got one blue eye. So his name is actually blue eye bandit. Oh, cute. And then we've got Duke. Duke's our mischievous one. Um, Duke is so gentle and he's got this look about him that he does. You just want to go up and just, you know, kiss his face and all that stuff but then he'll try to he'll, he'll eat your hair or <laughs> yeah. if you have a lanyard on you know he'll he'll look at you like come and pet me and he really just wants what you're wearing around your neck is of what course. he wants um he wants a but, snack so, he wants yeah snack. he wants a snack 
the other night I was up at the house. Um, we had just, we were getting ready to do one of our hidden tours and I was up there and the horses were out front and Duke was having a ball. He was rolling around in the grass and Aww. I'm sitting there. I'm like, man, he's having a party out there. Yes. <laughs> They're big puppy dogs. They are they, such big puppy dogs. They really, really them. are. And yes. it's, it's so fun to have them on property. Cause again, they bring life to the property. They you do. Know, they do. You see they them. Do. And, mm -hmm. and just, yeah. you know, it gives you a glimpse at what Graceland really was like when Elvis was here. Mm -hmm. well, I, I appreciate you guys keeping the horses there and obviously making it a rescue too. I, I love giving the horses a second chance. So thank you for explaining that. I one day want to visit the stables. That is my hope. So yeah. now, to, now they're living their best lives for sure. They are. They are. They heaven, are. heaven yes. earth, literally. Exactly. So um, we asked some of the fans, um, we said, hey, Angie and Alicia are coming on. What do you guys want to ask them? And they were so oh, excited. Gosh. It was so hard. So to, many. It was so yes. hard to pick, honestly. Um, but this first one, we're only going to ask you guys a couple. Um, this is from someone else named Skylar. This wasn't me. Um, they said, um, yeah. "How? Yeah, yeah I kind of do want to know this. So, how do they decide which items are picked for people to hold on the UVIP tour, and um, how often are they switched out? Because when I was there, I got to hold the belt, um, like the one more mm -hmm. casual one that he wore. I was there in December." Right. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, finding pictures. I see a new picture of him in that belt, like I think every month, and it's just like so special. I'm like, that's the belt I have. <laughs> so, um, yeah, take it away. Um, basically, uh, that's up to me. Yeah, <laughs> really. What movie yeah. are you in today, Angie? I know, exactly. <laughs> um, no, truly, so, truly. That's <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> you know. It's so cool to be able to let people interact with the collection mm -hmm. and just seeing their, you know, expressions when you're like, yeah, this is really it. And you get to hold it. And so we try to keep it special. Um, but because our visitors are normally long-term planners, we don't want to keep it swapping too often because mm -hmm. we want to give everyone a chance to be able to hold something really cool, Yeah, you know? If you were looking forward to holding the belt, because that's what you saw people holding, then you get there and it's, um, you know, something different, yeah. something different, you might be disappointed. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. um, so we try to, um, we do change it out. I mean, because gosh, everyone's held everything from the gold microphone to the mm -hmm. TCB ring. There was a cape. Um, we've done two different belts. Uh, we did boots. His uh, studded yeah. boots were the last yes. thing we did. Yeah. But actually guessed right now get to hold the key to the city of Tupelo, the guitar shaped key that Elvis was given and Tupelo in September of 56. Yeah. Wow. That's iconic. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Amazing. So that's, the, that's kind of the Elvis week special because we do have a lot that. of fans that return during Elvis week and do the UVIP tour every year. Yeah. So I definitely try to do something special when I know that we're going to have a heavy amount of guests who have done it before. Mm -hmm. And then we never tell anybody what it is. It's like, they get surprised. Surprised. When, yeah. Yeah. When they get up there I love to that. do it, you know, but yeah, but it's always fun to see when people, even if they don't actually get to hold or touch things, but to see what touches them and how, mm -hmm. what they, what resonates with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, me and Alicia were, uh, travel partners in crime and <laughs> we recently went to Toronto and yes. we took Elvis's Gola May suit. And oh. the 56 Gibson back to Toronto. Oh my it was gosh. the first time those items have been in Toronto since Elvis was with them in 57, which things like that are Special. really cool yeah. to do. Yeah. Yes. Um, 
But the funniest story is that we're in the airport in Atlanta. I've got the Golame suit and the carry-on next to me. Atlanta's got, Alicia's got the guitar strapped to her back, you know, in a soft shell case that she's just walking around and, you know, been asked a million times, do you play? Are you going to sing for us? All that type of stuff. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. Sorry. And then, um, and then we had to go to customs. And normally when you go to customs, I'll have the paperwork and I'll tell them what I have with me. And nine times out of 10, they're like, oh, okay. They'll see my ID and they'll stamp, stamp and just give it to us. And this one guy's looking at it and he's looking at us and he's looking at it. And Leisha goes, you want to see it, don't you? Yeah, and the you're, custom guy you're goes, real curious to see if we're liars. <laughs> yes, exactly. And so we had, to, we had to open it up for customs. And then we walked to our gate and there was a music fest going on in Toronto. So, I mean, on a flight from Atlanta, Toronto, I figured there'd be some musicians on the plane, but we walked to our gate and there was a couple of guys standing there, definitely rock guys, tattoos, they look long hair. like musicians. Like there's they no like doubt that, yeah. I mean, they've got the cool t-shirts, the hats, yeah. the glasses. And you're like, yeah, these guys are musicians, but we didn't recognize them. So we're like who they were at all. And so the group keeps getting bigger and we're just standing there. And then this one guy looks at Alicia and goes, what kind of guitar you have? No, how much? He asked how much for the guitar. And I said, well, he said, um, well, he said it's a 1956 Gibson. Oh, yeah. And he goes, and well, he how goes, much do you want for much? it? Yeah. And I said, and you can't afford it. <laughs> and he looks and he's like, huh? And it's like, well, because who, whose guitar it is? And he goes, well, whose guitar is it? And we're standing there and I just look and I'm like, Elvis Presley's, you know? And, and the guy like, goes, like, what? what are these girls doing oh. with Elvis Presley's guitar just like on their back? In the going airport. to Toronto. Yeah. There's no way. And then, so casual. And then they go, um, well, we played Graceland because, you know, we have concerts in our sound stage. Yeah. So like, well, uh. we played Graceland. Did you guys go to our show? And again, me and Alicia are like, and, and, and she goes, are. who are you guys? Who are you? <laughs> and because one of the guys had on a cheap trick shirt. So I actually said, so are you cheap trick? And they're like, no, we're not. We're collective soul. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And then they're taking selfies with us <laughs> and we oh, get on the plane. It was the funniest interaction and we're going ever. Elvis just brings people together. We, yes. we, had, we had mutual friends. Like it was hysterical. So that is we, met, we met Collective Soul in the Atlanta airport on the way to Toronto with Elvis Presley's 1956 Gibson guitar. I love that they were just like, bag. how much for it? Like, I my know. God, like, yeah, it's priceless. You ain't it getting this. Really You're not getting it. Like, <laughs> so sorry. The confidence uh, though. And the funniest part, we get on the plane, we get the guitar secure, the Golame suit secure, and me and Alicia are, are documenting our whole trip. And so we filmed this little, hey, insiders, we're on the plane now. Elvis is safe. We're headed to Toronto. And then the guys from Collective Solar across the cabin from us going, film us, film us. Like they, they wanted the attention too. Like, please, hey, we want to be in your video. Which, by yeah. the way, if you're, if you're not a Graceland insider, um, you can join the Graceland Insiders and you get access to this fantastic Facebook page, um, plus like other, you know, discounts and stuff when you visit Memphis and you visit Graceland. Um, but we like mm -hmm. to put together exclusive content just for the insiders. And so Angie and I try to like, you know, find fun things to bring them like, you know, kind of behind the scenes stuff that we're working on. And this was yeah. one of them. Yeah. Oh my Amazing. goodness. Yeah. What a, a story. Yes. I will be yeah. doing that after this one. I know. Right? <laughs> okay. Yep. We just have one more question for you. Um, cause you guys know mm -hmm. you got to get back to Elvis. Week. I know. <laughs> I know. So 
If you could say one thing to Elvis today, what would you say? Gosh. I know that's a hard one. Yes. Thank you. I have so many questions. (laughs) Thank you. Like, I mean, well, it's one thing to like say, you know, like, sure, we all have lots of questions that we want answered, but just like one thing to like say, like, you know, good job. I mean, like, thank you. I mean, like, just so simple. That's like, he had no idea what kind of legacy he would leave this many years later. But I mean, thank you. Like, thank Mm -hmm. you for doing everything that you did um, for all of us, not just, you know, Angie and I have careers, you guys, you know, changed your life. And I just seen him changing so many lives on so many different levels. And all you can really say is thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, beautiful. I have to agree with Alicia on that one. I really do. Because yeah, there's so much to say that I probably would be speechless. Mm -hmm. But yeah, and then I would have a ton of questions like, what were you thinking when this happened? And, <laughs> yes, you know, yes. why did you do this? trying to piece together the archives. Oh, I, I know. I've got to piece together stories here. It's just like, what does this but, mean? <laughs> yes, right. exactly. You know. But, you know, I mean, it really is kind of amazing to see, like, how Elvis Presley has brought people together. Um, Angie, I know, will agree with me. Not only are, you know, the fans just absolutely incredible, but now I there are so many people who I consider family in this mm-hmm. Elvis world, like, truly family and that you don't see that anywhere else like what other artists can you say that i mean you've got groupies of other you know celebrities now but nothing like elvis fans and that's thanks to elvis so elvis bringing people together is just such a phenomenon um that i hope continues to carry on for a really long time Yep. Me too. Goodness. I think I think it will. (laughs) I know. I think yes. I think it will. Um, Definitely. Mm -hmm. We are releasing this episode on August sixteenth, like you guys know. And um, thank you so much for helping us commemorate him. And uh, August sixteenth is such an emotional day for many. And we just want to say, Elvis, we love you. We miss you. Thank you for bringing all of us together. Thank you for this community. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, ladies, is there anything you guys would like to plug before you get off yes. any of your socials? Go to Graceland if you haven't come been to, to Graceland. Graceland. Go to Graceland. Yeah, come to Graceland. Yeah. You've, you've <laughs> got to come to Memphis. You've got to come to Graceland because, you know, you've never experienced anything like it if you've never been here. But mm-hmm. if you have been here, every time you come you back, come I back. promise it'll be different. There's either something new <laughs> yes. to see. We have... Mm-hmm in our soundstage. I mean, there's just always something going on because we don't really sleep. Uh, we're just constantly trying to we're bring robots. We're, we're new, not really humans. different <laughs> things to entertain. So I can promise you, you can come back once a year, three times a year. You will have a different experience every single time. But, you know, go to Graceland.com. Check it out. Again, Angie's got exhibits that are taking place, you know, not only here, but all over the world. Um, Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's just, it's a lot of fun. So come explore things that you've never known about Elvis. And, you know, maybe you'll see us running around somewhere. Say hello. Say hi. Yeah. (laughs) Guys. thank you thank you thank you thank you so much for taking time out of this busy week this has been amazing talking to you too and i hope one day we can meet in person and just next this week we'll do this in person yes yes awesome that would be Mm -hmm. awesome well thank you guys for having us it's it's an honor. This was a lot of fun. And, you know, yeah. maybe we can do this again in a couple months. Would so. love yeah. to do it again in mm-hmm. a couple months. Reconnect. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, Cadillacs. Well, as always, TCB. And TLC. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.
you for tuning in to this week's episode of Elvis and the Pink Cadillac. To connect with us, follow us on our socials at Elvis and the Pink Cadillacs on Instagram and TikTok. And share your Elvis stories and experiences with us at Elvis and the Pink Cadillacs at gmail.com and you may be featured in the next episode. We'll see you next time. And for now, TCB and TLC. Bye. Bye.